Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Grow Like a Pro. I'm the illustrious Adam Bankers with the illustrious Jason Flagel. Hello left. world. <laughs> I, I, I didn't throw it in last week, so I figured this time I'd give you that one more, yeah, one this, more I little. I pass this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jason? Welcome back to another wonderful show. That's right. I'm so excited. Just had uh, Christmas go through, so that was awesome. <laughs> how was Christmas? <laughs> it was really good, Adam. How was, how was your Christmas? I don't know, because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> We're pre-recording this intro for all you people out there, but it's not uh, this episode is going live just a couple days after christmas so that's we wanted right. to get ahead of the game and make sure because we're all we're both going to be traveling and kind of going all over the place but that's uh, right yeah it'll time be, traveling yes exactly <laughs> we figured out the secret <laughs> uh, yeah this uh this week we got a pretty cool guest um yeah, someone some, uh, two two guys uh cody starcher and chris volpe mm-hmm. and i've worked with these guys for about seven years now, I think yeah. it's been as we kind of go into the talk. But they help run a one of the biggest game or the biggest game development studio in Columbus, Ohio, as well as GDEX, which is a huge convention for gaming and development and all this kind of awesome stuff that really does amazing things for the community and beyond. And yeah. is is growing bigger and bigger every year, and is actually will have its seventh year this year. That's awesome! Wow, that's so exciting. Yeah, I, I, even just this talk that we've had with uh, Chris and uh, Cody was just e- exceptional because it's not—it's not just gaming. You yeah, know, it's oh, yeah. interactive media. The, I mean, it's going to literally revolutionize the world. Oh yeah, without <laughs> and a doubt. they're you know kind of at the ground floor of that. So yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, that's what people don't truly understand about gaming. I think is that yeah. the gaming industry is bigger than movies and music combined yeah, i mean it's over right. like a, almost 140 billion dollars per year so that massive. brings in i mean it's just you know sometimes people think of games that that just kid things or whatever but it's so much more than that and yeah. it's i think people are starting to understand that with yeah, you know with sure. esports and ninja and fortnite and all this stuff yeah, it's kind of getting right. more into the mindset of doing stuff but uh chris and cody are kind of on the forefront of that mm-hmm. and it was just such an honor to have them on our show and just talk for an hour and about yeah, awesome stuff definitely. and their journey and what, well, how they have found success. And it's a, uh, another good show. Yeah, definitely. And well, we, we want to remind everyone that, um, if you want to be a part of the show, you can send your topics, questions, comments. You can be a part of the show by sending anything and everything to hello at grow like a pro show dot com once again that is hello with the wave with the wave of course <laughs> with hello at grow like a pro show.com and without further ado, here's Chris and Cody. Hello and welcome to Grow Like a Pro. We have two incredible guests today. We have Chris and Cody Grow like from Multivariates. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> See, this is this is. I don't think the audience even knows about this theme song. No. We had this theme uh-huh. song that was created for us. That Spoilers! Absolutely incredible. Now we might have to post it, but yeah, we, we played it for them. To post it, we now. were all jamming very hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, a very special Christmas episode. Yes. You can start it with that. It's the it's the it's the, like the special yeah, treat. Yeah, it's it's the holiday right. gift that, that yeah. keeps on giving. Throw it on this one. Say. <laughs> that will haunt our nightmares. Like it'll be it'll haunt our dreams. It'll be in our nightmares for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already haunted me. I wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're uh, obviously I have Jason alongside me, and um, mm-hmm. Chris and Cody. We're so thankful that you guys came on the show, and yeah, we've uh, we've known each other for quite some time now. And I think of uh, ourselves as very close friends and potentially lovers. I mean, I mean, I you're okay. <laughs> I mean, you had, you had to go and get married. And, I know. Um, <laughs> so, mistakes, man. Mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I love my wife. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and what brings you here and what, what, the, what, I can't even talk now. I know my God. I'm so flustered by the beauty in this room. <laughs> take two. Take two. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> why do you tell us a little bit about yourselves? 
Cody, you want to go for it? Yeah, I can go for. I can go first. Uh, so yeah, my name is uh, Cody Starcher, and I'm the producer slash partner of Multivarious. Uh, on top of that, uh, I'm one of the co-organizers of GDEX, our annual gaming expo, and as well as like the Central Ohio Game Dev Group, uh, kind of a local meetup networking uh, thing that we do for game developers here in Columbus. Uh, I also adjunct at Columbus State, and like the rest of our uh, uh, the rest of our team, uh, which is pretty awesome. And then do a lot of like freelance video and freelance uh, writing for some podcast companies in Columbus Underground. So I do a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so what awesome. do you like? You said you you adjunct. So what do you do as an adjunct at Columbus State? Yeah. So actually, uh, Columbus State starting this semester uh, approached all of us to be teachers there. So we oh, all wow. adjunct like multivarious as a whole. Yeah. Kinda? So uh, every every team member of multivarious is adjunct professor at columbus state now and their game their game department oh, which is that's awesome. crazy. um so yeah i do their video games and storytelling class that's awesome. so um less about it's it's kind of teaching the basic ideas behind video game storytelling and how just basic storytelling principles work but the goal is hey you know we want it's it's not necessarily we don't think that you guys are going to be storytellers after this but we want you to understand why it's important and kind of how to talk shop with a writer so that yeah. when you get into the field and when you have a studio or whatever uh, you can go and you can talk to people and understand what they're talking about. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And what is what is the elevator pitch on multivarious for those who are unaware? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, multivarious is hard, but uh, we are a gaming creative technology studio um, that focuses on um, uh, we make our own products. So we kind of have three pillars. We make our own products, games, apps. We do client services and we typically work with uh, larger corporations. We do a lot of stuff in healthcare, education, entertainment, uh, marketing. And then the third pillar is our community, and we focus on, like Cody said, uh, community development as well as we have a big expo that we throw every year. So seven years. Oh, this is the uh, seventh year. Coming yeah, we're going out, right? into the seventh year. Yeah, yeah. I, I always say, uh, pretend we are a movie studio trying to build a Hollywood. That, yeah. that's what we're trying to do in Columbus around gaming and creative tech. That's yeah, awesome. that's a really great way to put it. But yeah, uh, what else? A little bit more about yourself, Chris. What else is? What, yeah. what brought you here today? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure um, it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I may still be asleep in bed right now. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, I am. Um, I'm the president, CEO, and, and uh, one of the partners in Multivarious. I'm the president and founder of the Ohio Game Developer Association. I am the executive director and founder of GDEX. Um, I'm also an adjunct at Columbus State. I've been doing that for many years uh, in the intro to game design. Awesome. Uh, class, which is a little different than Cody Mind. I, I'm sort of like the first door that a lot of these students see. Uh, and so we talk about where gaming's been, where it's going, a lot of the fundamentals around design, art and aesthetics. Um, I talk a lot about industry stuff that's going on so that, you know, I want them to be able to like walk out the door and speak intelligently about the industry more than just like, I like video games. I'm like, well, that's cool. That's probably why you're here. But <laughs> right. I want them to be very knowledgeable um, so that they can have a conversation with somebody like Cody or myself or, or an industry vet and, and have, you know, a valuable insight to add. Um, I feel like I do a whole bunch of stuff as well. <laughs> like it, it never ends, but uh, I mean, I'm multivarious is something. So my background uh, is healthcare. I was at OSU for about seven years. I got two grad degrees in healthcare. Before that, I was in fine arts photography. <laughs> uh, so I have a bachelor's in that. Nice. Um, before that, I was in architecture. Hey. Wow. Uh, so uh, I have sort of a weird and wild path. It's not one I would necessarily recommend from a student loan perspective. <laughs> but um, uh, it's taught me a lot. And, and um, I, I like where we're at now. We do some really cool projects. Um, we've got a great team. Um, and it's it's pretty amazing to be like, the leader and something in in the region so like in ohio we are 
I mean, we are hands down, I think the, the um, sort of most pre- predominant, preeminent, and best game <laughs> stuff awesome. in Ohio. That's so cool. Can I ask what the healthcare degrees were? Because I actually got a ba- uh, bachelor's in biology and got accepted early into medical school. Oh, yeah. And now I'm doing that. So it's, it's, kinda, it's so somewhat I, similar. Yeah. So I was actually transfer, or um, not transferring, but I had finished my undergrad and I was like, oh, I was thinking about med school. Yeah. Um, so I started doing pre-med classes. I was a um, volunteer supervisor at um, Physicians Free Clinic and I was doing mm-hmm. all those kind of things. And while I was doing my, my um, pre-med, um, the College of Public Health opened up one of their first courses, which mm-hmm. traditionally was only a grad level course. They opened it up to undergrads and I took it and I loved it. The next wow. semester, uh, next quarter back then, um, they did another one. So I took that. Uh, so I just decided to apply for uh, an MPH, master's in public mm-hmm. health. Yeah, and yeah. I ended up getting to that. And then I got a dual specialization in um, master's of public health and master's in health administration. Wow. So That's I kind of went the pre-med <laughs> path as well. Yeah, and then, yeah, for sure. Uh, veered into that. Um, and I love it. And a lot of the stuff we do at Multivarius is still healthcare related. That's mm-hmm. our number one, oh, hands nice. down, um, client services sector. Yeah. And I, I, I'd love to ask because, um, you know, having a background in, in medicine, scientific research, now in marketing and branding, it gives you a very translational lens to yeah. look at different things. I, I'm curious, is, do you find it the same way? Yeah, I, I think I think my pathway, though being non-traditional, um, gives me a lot of um, insight. So I have I have an art eye. I've got a good design eye. Um, uh, my MHA, my health administration, gives me a lot of business and finance, mm-hmm. um, project management experience, those kind of things. So like, I have a, a breadth of knowledge that, although isn't say particular in healthcare, is like you said, translational. Yeah. Um, and I think mm-hmm. Cody is the same way because he had uh, communications was his background. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's. <laughs> I, I love. Um, we go on a lot of like panels, and we get asked to do a lot of talks about. You know, hey, can you talk about the games industry or whatever? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things that I noticed is, you know, I get on these panels with these people, and it's like, oh, what's your background? It's like I've been programming since I was four. I've been, <laughs> I've been an artist for as long as I can move my hands. It's just like I was gonna be a rock star in high school. <laughs> like it was gonna happen. Adam, Adam can attest. This I had super true. long hair up until like six months ago. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, and it gorgeous. was. It was. <laughs> one of those things where i uh i like to joke and i think chris would agree with this but i kind of bumbled my way into the industry like i went to college for marketing because i was like uh video game marketing that could be a cool fallback right but now i was in the band the band broke up and then uh you know kind of really uh focused on switching over to communications and doing more of the creative side of things and then met the multivarious guys and kind of joined on and evolved my role from there from communications and marketing and community management up to now i lead our team and um, you know, lead our, our project, No Mercy, and kind of making sure that we can run forward as like the project manager. So um, it's one of those stories that I like to tell because it's like, hey, you know, I wasn't this person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know I was going to be in video games until I was in my 20s. Like, this yeah. is just what happens. And there's stories even later and later. So, uh, but because of that, again, like my communications background and stuff gave me um, kind of a handle on project management and uh, you know, I had to learn a lot from Chris about the business side of project management and the actual, you know, uh, ideas behind agile and waterfall and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the actual like team management side of it um, and just the interacting like organizational communication I learned from just those kind of backgrounds and the marketing stuff from being in a band and like, hey, I have to go sell, you know, T-shirts or CDs or whatever. And I have to yeah. go try to get like a promotion show. So let's let's create these relationships. So, yeah, kind of the same thing where coming in it from I didn't know I was going to be in video games outside of I liked it. They're cool. Um, they are cool. And confirmed. now I've got <laughs> now I've got that lens. So it yeah. worked out well. 
That's awesome. That's and awesome. I, I want to jump to Chris after this, but I, I'm curious to hear your story too, is when you came to Multivarious, I mean, they, like you said, you always had video games as a background or as a backup plan or something. But yeah, don't do that. I, I <laughs> That's a bad backup plan. I love it. Man. No, but it's, uh, but w- w- when you came on, was Multivarious new? Were you there from the beginning? Did you come on a little later? Was it? So I'm actually going to tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is interesting and, I, and it's a good, um, it's a good moral. I don't know. Hey, um, I like it's actually, it's something I tell uh, my students. Uh, you know, if, if you're really passionate about something, and you want to do something, um, you have to be involved. Like that's just what it is. You go to community groups, like, you know, be a part of things. Um, we uh, ended up going and talking and we got invited to talk in front of his class. And so we went there, we, we chatted for a few minutes, we did questions. And then, um, uh, like on the way out as we were leaving, like this guy pops up. He's like, I don't have a card or anything. Just like writes his name and email and like a piece of paper ripped out of a notebook or whatever. Um, but he wanted to come in, see the studio. Uh, GDEX was happening around then and, and he wanted to kind of be a part of something. So we brought him in and we chatted. And I think that's, it's a good, it's a good story uh, to help illustrate that. Like if you really want something, like you have to be the person that gets up and yeah. talks. Take yeah. that you step, know? man. Take that that's step. Right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I like to joke that a that was a class I shouldn't have even been in. Like yeah. it didn't count. I was like, yeah, why not? It sounds like fun, <laughs> so we'll take it. Um, but then yeah, they came in, and when I originally talked to them, they're like, I don't know, man. Like we're getting ready for this this expo happening, and we're kind of busy. We're not going to take interns, but you can come hang out for the day. Like you know, they did that, <laughs> and so yeah, it was like by the end of the day, they were calling me an intern, and by the end of the week, I was like a full time member of the <laughs> That's team. Amazing, so it was just. Yeah. You know, yeah, just kind yeah. of being there and being the one to jump. And you up. you popped into GDEX like you had like a test or something, and then you popped in and you had to go study for something else or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what it, the details were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, had, like, oh, God. something in the morning, and then you came in for a bit, and then had something else. But like, yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was there trying to help volunteer and do everything. And and, and I guess for project. for those people trying to you know, break into even the games industry or any other industry, I mean, you you got your foot in the door. What what do you kind of have to tell for people that get you to the point where you are now, where you're leading part of the team and you're kind of very involved and in, you know making probably choosing the direction where multivarious and GDEX are going. What what do you, what are some tips and things you have for people that helped you get to that place? I mean, I always tell people when I talk to them about getting into the games industry or whatever, like you're not going to jump in and be what you want to be, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it worked out well. Like I, I had a marketing background and I kind of wanted to do that. And that's mm-hmm. what I was interested in at the time. But I didn't jump in and was like, I'm going to lead all of your projects <laughs> and I'm going to... So you have to you have to work your way up there. And it's both in like the indie realm and in the AAA realm. So if you want to get into AAA and you want to go, you know, I was talking to a couple students yesterday who were doing like a job shadow and one of them's like i want to be at nintendo and that's my dream and i'm like great hey that's my dream yeah i was like great (laughs) do do research though like i'm pretty sure nintendo doesn't have a development studio in america so you should probably go learn japanese like if this is your goal so and then you know go go get a marketing job at noa go get a you know a translation job or something like you've got to work your way up and it's the same when I talk to these like smaller developers too about like, you know, hey, I have this idea for a project. And I'm like, that's great. So does everyone else. Like, why don't you go join in on another person's project? Like go help them out and go get a feel for game development before you try to do your own project. Yeah. Show them what you're capable of. And Cody, what's the difference between, for those in the audience who don't know, <laughs> yeah. indie uh, to AAA level? Yeah, so uh, AAA is what t- people typically think of with video games like Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. uh, Mario. Like Call these, of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, the, the big Auto, names, the big boys. Uh, yeah, the the big names. Red Dead Two is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> still, I, I've been watching like you live YouTube streams of it, but I still.
still haven't played it. Yeah. He Every, dressed up as John Marston for Halloween. Yeah, I did. So. Nice. Nice. I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my favorite video game character of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, the indie side of things is I think indie is it is it's kind of grown into a bit like looser of a term but it's essentially these kind of games that don't have these big teams and big budgets behind them so when you look at a game like you know assassin's creed or call of duty that has thousands of people working on it and different studios and you know in different countries and everything and you know pulling together this crazy experience whereas an indie team is you know we're a team of five full-time people in about 11 total with our part-times so Mm -hmm. um you know much smaller teams doing much smaller projects but because of that um kind of the risk is lower mm-hmm. so they can be a bit more experimental so you yeah. see a lot of these um like ideas that get fleshed out in the indie game space and then get adopted by triple a's as they get proven successful yeah. so like i think um fortnite is a great example where like fortnite a very much triple a game made by uh epic who did like gears of war and unreal and all that kind of fun stuff yeah. um but they um that whole idea got started with like mods of games that these smaller developers would do and then PUBG came out with like this you know a very popular modder uh got a team behind him to make a game based around his mod and then Mm. that started to blow up and then Fortnite came in and was like cool we can take this and now polish it and now it's like the craziest game of all time so (laughs) (laughs) um it's yeah it's the idea of like um you see a lot of smaller teams and kind of really agile teams uh, Mm -hmm. but you see a lot more like innovation in that space when it comes to like just like new things so uh more like new game mechanics and ideas in indie and more like you know nicer graphics and overall polish i was gonna say i think the um my favorite like indie game i've ever played is super meat boy oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i love that game it's so good i I think i watched a documentary of the is it the team of two who did the yeah Yeah, indie indie game the movie yeah yeah exactly yeah that was what i watched my game from that movie braid was awesome oh i love braid so good (laughs) jonathan blow the, the guy who made braid um that dude is a genius yeah, it's it's insane. That's yeah. what I hear. Like when people talk to him, it's like you're talking to someone on a completely different level. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like him and Mark Cerny, who's like an architect of the PS4 and certain things like that. These guys yeah. are just like neck That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, neck well, I, so I've got a question for both of you, if you don't mind. What about me? Because well, uh, no one cares what you think. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna mute myself. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, but I want to know. So how did you got like? How were you exposed to gaming? What like is was there? looking back was there like one particular moment in your past that you're like wow this is kind of like lit the spark uh that got Uh, me into gaming yeah i mean i I have a couple my first like real gaming interaction was when i was in the philippines my dad was in the navy and he bought a coleco vision um and i remember playing that and like really just instantly kind of got into it how old were you then oh man i would have been five gotcha i was was pretty young Yeah, yeah um but uh I'm now 85. <laughs> uh, you look really good for your age. This, this is news. <laughs> it's moisturizing. <laughs> the secret to life. Yeah. Um, and and I, I was just totally into that. And then uh, I played that a ton until one day lightning struck our house and it died. Oh, and no. I was just like, oh. Rest in peace. Um, but I also remember just like little segments throughout my life. Like I remember uh, when I first played Miss Pac-Man mm-hmm. and like that, I just, found that riveting when Mortal Kombat 2 came out like it just <laughs> absorbed me um so yeah I mean and I was I feel like I was fortunate to grow up in kind of that like 
arcade in the console mm-hmm. space and like Nintendo, Super Nintendo. And, and I mean, now games are so ubiquitous. They're everywhere. Right. But oh, yeah. back when I was young, it was like a nerd thing to do. Yeah. You know, there were lots of people who played video games, but it was a nerdy thing. Um, <laughs> now nerds are cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Now nerds are cool. Like, I mean, just look at the comic book movies. Oh, like the, the, we had comic book movies in the nineties, but they weren't this. <laughs> oh, they no. were not this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just always sort of fell in love with it. Um, I find it really interesting. And I think that from a technology standpoint, when, so when we say gaming, we use that term very, very broadly. It's mm-hmm. not just games for entertainment. Um, the, the, we are, we are one of those people that are at the forefront of technology and a true intersection of art and technology, mm-hmm. which I think is just really awesome. Yeah. Well, who was it that I, I was just reading an article the other day. It's like someone <laughs> might've been on LinkedIn said, if you can code a game, you can code anything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So that, that's another thing that surprises people. I did a talk for the uh, Columbus Zoo. They have these. They bring these um, CIOs in and, mm-hmm. and do this thing. And that was one of the main things I talked about. I was like, look, the the languages and the frameworks and the design processes we're using are not any different than any other program you're going to be coding. Mm-hmm. Um, we do all sorts of stuff on, you know, uh, server backends, cloud stuff. Um, so the, the cool thing is, too, is that gaming is actually significantly more complex to code in general than a lot of a lot of stuff so you have these major giant big data databases which are not simple by any means Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times the interactions are just pull and push information you just kind of get it and then you put it on some sort of user interface Mm -hmm. but man games are doing all sorts of stuff and then you've got artificial intelligence networking cybersecurity, e-commerce like it's there's a lot going on, yeah, uh, which crazy. I which I think is really really cool. Um, one of the big things, I mean, you guys do um, design, user centered design is mm-hmm. like the buzzword now. It's yeah, like yeah. games have been doing that for forty years. Yeah, really. You know, right. like it, it's That's it's right. you know the amount of information presented to you in a game that has to be sort of synthesized into an easily readable, digestible yeah. form. We're way ahead of you. That's right. We're way ahead of all of you. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, that, that coding thing kind of brings up a memory. I, there was an article that I actually, one of the articles that I wrote about was there's this game called Alien Isolation that was released. I think it was Alien Isolation yeah. that was released, what, in 2009 or 10 or 11? I don't know. Some It was a few years back, but there was a... Is, it, is that the Alien the alien game? Yeah, the Alien yeah, Isolation. That was like 2015? Or yeah, Colonial Marines, a, I think it was. Colonial yeah. Marines yeah. was like the mess. mess. That was yeah. the mess. So it was a mess. That's but a hate. Th- they found like... This year, last year, they found that there was a line of code. One word had like one typo. I think there was an extra letter. I forget what the word was. And when these modders went in and adjusted the code, it like fixed the entire AI. And the game was like completely different yep. and was was running like it should have ran. And Whoa. when it came out, it Ouch. was knocked for the AI yeah. and how yep. it was really terrible and crappy. And then one person went in and found this one line of code and thousands of code that just fixed it. I mean, it's it's that's crazy. crazy. That's that's one of the examples. You know, I'm completely hijacking the conversation. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, there was there was a big hubbub in the games industry uh, a couple months ago with Red Dead Redemption Two because of uh, the statements that they made about crunch and it kind of yeah. opened up a new conversation about crunch just in general. Right. But in in my opinion, and this is why like it's important like crunch you miss a lot of stuff like that right. And so and what is crunch when, just for people? Yeah that- yeah. So crunch is uh, the basic idea is um, kind of the developers are uh, forced to work kind of insane hours. Uh, so with the Rockstar they were talking about how they were working like 100 hour work weeks 
Um, so to work these insane hours to help get the game done and get these kind of final polishes and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of talk about it and we actually had some pretty good conversations just within our office about, you know, the difference between like kind of mandatory crunch and kind of, uh, passion crunch and all those kind of things. But, um, one of the things that is like the most resounding to me. And when I talk to, you know, consumers of video games, I'm like, Hey, chill out when games get delayed. Because, like, that was a major, you know, bug that oh, yeah. broke a lot of the game that if they would have had an extra, you know, two or three days to look over their code base would have been fixed. And here we are. Yeah. So, um, kind of change the course of that game potentially. In yeah. Sense. Yeah. So it's always one of those things whenever I talk to like my friends in the industry and they're like, oh man, like Red Dead got delayed again. Like, <laughs> come on. It's like, guys, like, yeah. it's okay. Like, yeah. let it happen. Um, and the, the move to digital's helping with that. Yeah. Like, you know, 10 years ago. Um, well, maybe not 10 years, 15 years ago, like that game had to be more or less done on the disc. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Which sure. means you had to, you had to have months in advance for manufacturing, distribution, all that stuff. There's a term called going gold in the yeah. games industry where it's like the game development is done. We're sending it off to print it for the press, which is like usually months before release, depending on how it works. So it's especially back in the day when we didn't have digital stores and be able to download. Yeah. Yeah. Wh whatever you ship, that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, have, that you was couldn't it. get patches now we have, or updates. Yeah, now we have day I one. Think, I think patches. Nintendo used to allow you to send in your games or some company did where you can send in your games for an update and they would send it back to you. But it was, that was very few and far between. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and I don't want to jump over Cody because I asked the question of the, how you got involved. <laughs> like what was the spark that got you into gaming? So I want to come back to you. Yeah. Cody, if you wouldn't mind answering that. Yeah. So I grew up, um in the middle of nowhere uh i like my closest neighbors were cows uh i'm an <laughs> i'm an only child i had a single mother so uh i didn't really have a lot to do when i was a kid so uh, now, where'd you grow up cody so i grew up in a town called moringa ohio it's uh about half an hour north of here um wow. you can you can tell it this, this is where the censorship comes in fun you can <laughs> you can tell it because it's right off of 71 like as you're going north and there's just a there's a there's a lion's den uh adult adult store yeah. there and then uh you know super like super conservative super religious area so then there's just billboards surrounding this like <laughs> real men don't need porn <laughs> like stuff like that. it's amazing i love it man. i think but i know exactly where you're talking exactly about. <laughs> so i can i can i can mention that people are like oh, oh that yeah. so okay. yeah i'm from there <laughs> but um so yeah oh i grew God. up um i got like a game boy when i was a kid uh kirby's dreamland was my first game of yeah. all time uh, i yeah. absolutely adore it um and you know grew up really liking handhelds um again single mother uh so i would go to my dad's on like you know every other weekend and mm -hmm. he lived about an hour south so i needed something to entertain me for hour-long car rides uh so yeah fell in love with games like pokemon and stuff like that and then when i was at home you know playing games whatever um but the big thing that really got me into games and got me thinking about games and particularly i mentioned earlier i was interested in like the marketing side of it mm -hmm. was actually uh when i was in high school and halo 3 came out and uh i would uh i was like battling through some bouts of insomnia so i couldn't fall asleep i was getting like two hours of sleep a night um so i'd play guitar until i'd get yelled at by my mom to stop playing guitar and then i'd get on my computer and i'd just you know look up my favorite video games or whatever and at the time i was looking up a lot of halo 3 and they did what's called the believe campaign which was this big marketing campaign that they did uh kind of more so than just like you know this is more than video games they created this like you know full scale like diorama of like a battle that never actually happened and they did all these like fake interviews with like the veterans like you know 50 years later and it was just this really cool kind of campaign that was just like oh 
cool like this is people are doing this to help support a video game like this is awesome this is what i want to do like yeah. come up with these creative ideas and stuff like that so um yeah i've always loved video games and it's always been like a part of what i am mainly because again i had kind of nothing better to do with my time as a kid <laughs> um but it was really the believe campaign by halo 3 and like that was when like mountain dew game fuel first came out so like this this idea of a video game really starting to bleed into the mass culture and like nope like look at this everywhere you look here's halo and here's all these cool things we're doing around it and that just really made me interested so that's when i started to actually look at games as like a career that's awesome yeah i'm a huge halo fan mm -hmm. I, I remember the first time i played it i'm like ah oh, this is great yep. <laughs> yep. yeah that believe campaign i still like look at i would watch trailers of that even today you look back at them and the ideas they had were just so so awesome <laughs> well they and they took down the website too which makes me really sad yeah, there yeah, used to be there used to be a website where you could actually like scroll through the diorama that they made and like mm -hmm. look at it and they had like all these backstories of what happened in this fake I wonder if that, is that and, i wonder if that's still on display anywhere because that would be pretty sweet that'd be, that'd be really cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy. that would be awesome but that's uh that's that's interesting no it's uh, you always love to see where you come from and it kind of wants makes me want to jump back to Chris and just talk about that story of you know going to architecture and then photography and then healthcare and then gaming and starting multivarious I'd love to kind of hear the story that led you from one place to another to starting your own company I would really love to hear that crazy winding path a little more would, about you, would you love to hear that I would love to hear I would love to hear that too so <laughs> I, I always say when people ask me you know what would made me decide to um, <clears throat> jump to self-employment and start my own business I was, well I, I was fired that's a good. That's a good push. Uh, but the, the more nuanced answer. <laughs> no, I, we're good. We, let's move on. Is All that? Right. Uh, um, so uh, I was working at the OSU Med Center at the time in their innovation studio, and uh, we were um, we were doing a bunch of stuff. My primary job is I helped with the Healthy New Albany project, and then my primary job was to look at technology, and it didn't matter where that tech came from, and see if there was like a healthcare application for it. So that, that that's what I. Uh, I was doing. And um, before that, I was working with uh, OSU's uh, uh, totally forget, Student Life, and we were kind of trying to develop this app. And so um, I was looking for developers, and I ended up going to, to COG, which is our community group now, um, to try to look for people. And, and I was, you know, sort of blown away. There was so much passion and like talent there, and people were excited. This one guy talked to me for like two hours about his game. Um, and it just made more sense for me to sort of join COG than it did to try to like put, pull people out. So uh, I started going to those meetings. And so for a while, I was kind of doing like full-time school, full-time work, and then um, started doing MVG, and I was doing full-time MVG. As my time at OSU was coming to an end, it, it was actually like right about this time. I was told I was not going to have a job. Mm. It was like right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I was part of like the first round of uh, reduction in forces uh, that happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the department doesn't exist anymore. I think like a year or so after I left, it dissolved. But um, I was like, well, I, I don't really know what to do. I got two grad degrees. Like I got a lot of friends in the hospital. I could find a job here at the med center. But I was also doing this other company kind of full time on the side. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I've got some severance because I've been at OC for a while. Uh, I'm going to just wait through Christmas and make a decision. So I was kind of talking to people, having a couple meetings. And then after Christmas, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. <gasps> what did you do? <laughs> oh, my God. Adam, turn your Adam. off. <laughs> Hello, Slack. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> I just installed the desktop app on this Mac, so I got to mute that. Good timing. <laughs> we were sponsored by Slack. No, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I uh, after after Christmas, I was like, you know what? I'm 
I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Like I, I'm, I was 31 at the time, 32 at the time. I was like, I don't have, um, I had a girlfriend, but I don't have a family. I don't have kids or anything. And I was like, you know, let's try this entrepreneur thing. Everyone's talking about. <laughs> so January 1st, um, uh, of 2014, I was like, you know, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to treat this like a real job. I'm going to be here eight hours a day. We didn't have any clients. We didn't have any like real employees. Um, and within a month we had our first client within two months, we had another one. Um, Tom was our first hire. Uh, and I hired him like, right. I mean, I had him working like full time before he'd even graduated from school because <laughs> uh, he finished like that May or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, the next month we hired another person, another person. And then, you know, now we're here. That's awesome. That's really cool. And so, and you do, you said you kind of do games, but you do more than games. What, uh, what other kind of projects have Adam, you been working you on? Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I, I, here's the thing is like, I hate that term. I hate more than games. Cause I think it's, I think it's dismissive of games. So the game industry itself, just the game industry was $117 billion industry this year, which is bigger than music and movies combined times two. Yeah. So like, you don't even need to be more than just games. Like, that industry alone. Oh, for sure. Now yeah. you, you you tack a VR onto it, which was about seven and a half billion dollars this year. The two combined, uh, and the reason I bring in VR is because VR is built on all gaming technology. Like it wouldn't mm -hmm. exist without um, this gaming tech. By twenty twenty one, those two combined are supposed to be uh, about a half a trillion dollar global industry. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of money going on. It's a big industry. The AR is basically still in the in its infancy stage so yeah I mean, yeah I, I i view ar and vr we're sort of like where the internet was in like the middle late 90s yeah. mm -hmm. it's still very very new um but but to to the point of your question <laughs> yeah of course. you know <laughs> is that yes we do uh, a lot of our stuff as in mute your thing man <laughs> it is muted come on man <laughs> um uh we we do a lot of stuff in healthcare. Like that's our predominant thing. We do a lot of projects in, in education. Um, we just did a cool um, AR and now a VR app where we're working for the zoo. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, a, we do a lot of really neat things. And one of the benefits, we call ourselves like an all platform developer. So we don't care if web, mobile, PC, VR, whatever. And we're an all services developer. So we can do um, your design, branding packages, asset creation, all of that stuff to get your idea to fruition. Um, and I think one of the cool things about being in the game space is like it moves so fast and it's at the forefront of everything. Like we have to be on top of stuff. Yeah. We're constantly learning and using new technologies. Um, and I think it's, I think, I think we work on a lot of awesome projects. Um, so so that, do you have, do you have anything exciting. in particular you can talk about or any stories you can share? Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, we always talk about nationwide children's hospital app. Um, so, uh, nationwide children's hospital, the, the um, one of the researchers is working with kids with muscular dystrophy, which is a degenerative disease. It gets worse as they get older. The traditional therapies for it are really boring and really painful. And so they came to us and they, they want us to create an app, which in essence had like a game kind of front end to it. But we use the Microsoft Connect to um, capture real-time data for all the movements, all the therapies, everything they're doing. And... Um, that was a really cool project, and we were we were in global trials across Europe, and we were in early FDA approval on it, and then the uh, Microsoft killed the Connect. Mm -hmm. So now we're thinking through how we can uh, use another device for that, or maybe a, a wearable or something. Mm -hmm. The problem with kids with muscular dystrophy is they don't have a lot of motor control, so like you don't want to put something too heavy on them because right. they they won't be able to balance themselves. Um, we did a really cool project for the zoo. Uh, they were getting these two new giraffes. 
Uh, and so we made a, I can show it to you, but we, we made an app where uh, it's an augmented reality app where you can look at this draft that's like walking around this play space like on your table. Uh, you can feed it and that's you can, awesome. um, it'll drink water. You can put it to sleep. I showed this to somebody yesterday and they were poking it. And they're like, can we pet it? <laughs> we're like, no, the zoo specifically didn't want us to be able to like pet the draft. They don't yeah. want to teach, teach you. To, yeah. They don't want to, to teach you to poke the animals. <laughs> um, we did a cool VR app for upper extremity injury earlier this year mm. that we were excited about. Um, yeah, we, we work on a lot of neat projects. We've got a couple, another one with the zoo coming up and a, a couple others that I can't talk about right now, but how about um, for $5? No, but uh, <laughs> w- what we always say is we, we're doing interactive, immersive experiences. Like that's really what we're, um, uh, that's what our strength is. Like, yeah, we can build you a website. We can design you a branding package as well. But um, if you really want to turn it into something cool for your, your clients or your customers, like you come to us. Have you uh, talked with the people over at Immersive at all? Uh, I have. I know Will pretty well. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, there was a woman that I met at a community event um, who's I know involved in Immersive. I can't remember her first name, uh, but she was telling me uh, she invited me to their office. So uh, she described what they were ta- what they were doing, mm-hmm. and it was just incredible. Like with um, AR experiences, it's like yeah. the tactile feedback. I think is something that's really really exciting so. yeah yeah we're starting to do some cool stuff with drones as well right now oh awesome so that's so cool yeah <laughs> and at, uh, we, we have one one project that like i i wish i could tell you it, it's at the zoo but like if if we can do it um it's gonna be really rad but we're gonna have we, we only have like three or four weeks to kind of get the pieces oh, together oh, it was crazy. kind of like a last minute idea mm-hmm. but i don't even think i know about this project <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll, t- I'll t- tell you about it later <laughs> Is the, is the giraffe thing, is that being used or is that still? Yeah, you can, so you can actually, if you are a Zoom member, you can download, well, you can download the app anyway, but if you're a Zoom member, you put your membership card like on a table and then you hold the phone to it and it will read the card and that marker unlocks the experience. That's awesome. So that's it, awesome. it was an app specifically designed for Zoom members to kind of get them excited about these new wow, drafts. That's crazy. Can I, can I talk about the secret Easter egg we just added in or should we, should we leave that? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, Cody. Uh, so it also works with our business cards. Hey. So uh, if you meet us and you want to want to check out some of the work that we <laughs> That's do, awesome. uh, grab a business card and you can check it out. So. so does it just kind of show projects or certain things that you're working on and things like that? Uh, no. So it, it uses our business card, the back of it as like a marker yeah. is what it's called. So uh, essentially, instead of being a Zoom member and using your membership ID or we actually originally launched it for the uh, um, the magazine that they do um and the beastly banner yeah thank you um and so there was some markers in there that you could look at um Mm -hmm. but yeah so we kind of walk around and we were walking around with some fake id cards for a while and we just uh got a build in where we can do the back of our business cards as (laughs) oh wow we're showing giraffes right now yeah Is there a place that we can post in the show notes to get people to look at this? Is there like yeah, a demo it, it, it's on it's on the App Store. Oh, okay, good, awesome. awesome. It's uh, a Kalamazoo Giraffe Encounter. Gotcha. So yeah, well, if you look in the show notes, you'll and be you able can, to see. You can like you know move the camera in and out, and like it'll go and drink water and stuff, and <laughs> you can feed it. And what's his name? That's the real question. So we did not name the giraffes. We actually we learned a lot of interesting stuff on this. So yeah. we, there was going to be two giraffes that we were going to put in the scene, and That's they were crazy. each going to have a name because they're. Um, they're going to be newly born and there's a section on there to like learn about the giraffes and we were going to have it. So, um, you could learn about each giraffe, but it turns out that, um, giraffe and elephant births are extremely dangerous. 
and they have a really high uh, infant mortality rate. Mm-hmm. And so the the zoo didn't want to be like, hey, we're gonna have these two giraffes and they're named this, mm-hmm. and then one of them not make it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and sad tear face. I, I haven't double checked this, but I I heard that one of them actually might have just died oh, like no. a couple days ago. That's yeah, cool. they're very, uh, yeah, they're very uh, fragile creatures. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. well, I'm I'm really curious, Chris. Do you guys have you guys done um, any projects with the blockchain technology at all? We have not, um, but I've been wanting to, and we have a couple partners that are using blockchain technology, mm-hmm. and so that's something. If we had some time and a little extra money to fool around with it, um, I, I think there's some really cool stuff. And I personally have done um, like a lot around cryptocurrency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge crypto nerd. Are you? So, yeah. <laughs> crypto nerd. <laughs> have you looked at Have you looked at your portfolio today? Because it's probably in the oh, I sold all of gutter. it before it it dropped. It is. I was I was watching heavily online some of the big heads and i'm like if they're getting out i'm gonna get out too and thankfully i did <laughs> i i think i bought um i bought bitcoin when it was four or five hundred bucks and then oh, it damn, went man. Up, yeah it went up you were really, you were yeah. early yeah it was good <laughs> <laughs> it was a good sign. it was good <laughs> so you know when it went up to like 20 grand a pop yes. yeah yeah i <laughs> that I, that would have been a good time to, to sell your yeah, 400 or 500 sure. well it's been bad. yeah bitcoins right now it's 40 about 4500 yeah yeah, which is terrible yeah, compared yeah, to where it was right. a couple months ago. Yeah, I, ugh, that's horrible. I I bought some uh, Ethereum and Litecoin as well. Yeah, and I sold those too. So <laughs> right. I I'm in this for the long haul. I'm just gonna I put about, I've put about three grand or so into it. I'm just yeah. like let's see what let's happens. See what happens. Yeah, in the next sure. five years or so. <laughs> that's crazy. But I think the, I think the blockchain technology is really really cool. Um, and uh, there it's it's a little too processor intensive for a lot of stuff like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to fix that out, but if it can be more optimized, yeah. like yeah. banks should be very scared. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For sure. Well, I'm sure I, I'd love to talk more Chris off the air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a crypto cast. That'll be our next thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. But I, I do want, I mean, we, it's, it's amazing what you guys have been doing with multivarious and all this stuff, but not only did you start a company, but you started a convention, you started a movement in Columbus I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about making you know, Columbus and the next Hollywood for movies or the next Silicon Valley for video games and things like that. Yep. And I'm curious to hear about that journey, how you helped start that, make that happen. Plus the amazing thing that is GDEX. Yeah. So, um, GDEX started as a, um, there was a conversation that's always been going around in our community group and, uh, you know, Hey, we should do some kind of event, showcase what Columbus devs are working on, yada, yada. And, uh, so eventually I, uh, I was listening to, I was like, you know what guys, you know, F it, let's do this thing. We keep talking about it. Let, let's just do it. So we started planning it. Uh, I used a couple of the relationships I had at OSU and, and, um, we were going to do it in September. Uh, it was going to be a small thing. I think we had like 12 exhibitors, like no speakers. Like it, it was going to be like just a small, uh, at the OSU union, just in a couple of those rooms mm-hmm. and two weeks before the event, I uh, just started getting a ton of emails. People wanted to exhibit and sponsor and showcase. We're like, well, we're two weeks away from this thing, right? Like, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know if we're going to get another opportunity like this. So let's push it back. We pushed it back to the first weekend of December, biggest blizzard of the year. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we ended up with 33 exhibitors, all day speaking sessions. We were in one of the bigger ballrooms um, and we had over 750 people come from eight states and two countries, Canada. And so it ended up being like a much larger show than we had anticipated. Um, And one of the cool things happened was I got this email from this woman, Kate Storm, and she worked at COSI. Hmm. 
And she had happened to attend this event and she sent me an email. She's like, I work at COSI. I do the special events coordination. We have to have this at COSI next year. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've, li- I've lived here forever. That's all you like, have to say. I remember COSI as a kid. And so we went and we met with her and we chatted with her. And uh, it's our science center for yeah, our big, our big science center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like, uh, I think it's the country's largest. Science yeah, center. one of us. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. But anyway, uh, they were super excited to do it. And like, they were not prepared to like do an event like that. Mm-hmm. They're not set up for that. That's not what they do. Um, but they were super flexible and, and understanding and they ended up like GDEX would not be where it is now without them. So first year was at OSU years two, three, and four we did at COSI. We outgrew COSI and then moved to the convention center. So we've done two years at the convention center. This will be the third That's for, awesome. for year seven here. But yeah, it really is. It, it's a platform to help people be successful and it's you know we say it's a weekend celebration of games but it's almost transitioning more into like this weekend experiential expo like we have mm-hmm. so many so many cool things in a lot of different sectors that's awesome have you guys ever done like a a gaming focused hackathon before we have we typically don't do hackathons but we are going to do one coming up here um we typically don't do hackathons regularly just because it takes it just takes so much time yeah. and like the vast majority of the products never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody committed a weekend to something, but we are doing something in January that I'll kick it off to Cody about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cody. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, every January there's an event called Global Game Jam. So yeah. hackathons with gaming is referred to as a game jam in our industry. Okay. And the idea is roughly the same. Everybody gets together for 48 hours and you have that amount of time to make a video game. From scratch. From scratch. Yeah. Um, you can, there's, we, we definitely share like, you know, oh yeah, here are some engines that you can use and like here are some royalty free like assets and stuff that you can mess around with. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, yeah, the idea is you have 48 hours go make a game and then at the end of the 48 hours you present it to everybody and you upload it onto a website and you know go from there but global game jam is really cool because it actually happens around the world it is a global game jam so um you have uh these different like you know kind of time zones are starting at different times and going for the 48 hours and then they make this big uh like video where it's like okay cool like our theme is blank so you know i think uh last year it was waves um one year it was what do we do now so they they always give you some sort of theme and then they give you some like extra like kind of like bonus points modifiers that you can do so some of them are like make all the sound effects with your mouth right so like we had one team that uh this was a couple years ago but like you know all the music is then like um but yeah so you know giving a lot of these people like just really kind of times to be creative and quick thinking and whatever but yeah so that is uh january 25th through the 27th uh of 2019 so we are actually we just confirmed um like our location for it and we're getting kind of our back end stuff ready but yeah that's the thing that we do through uh the central ohio game dev group every year and that's like the one big Which game jam the cog.com c-o-g-g.com yeah and, um, and is this for if someone's just new maybe wanting to get into game development or new can they come and join a team or learn and do stuff or is it yeah. more for experienced people yeah totally uh we have i mean we we run the gamut from people who've been working in the industry for years to people who've never touched video games before gotcha. um, kind of going in and i always recommend people like when they want to get into game development or they just want to learn what it is uh actually some of the greatest advice i I heard about a game jam came from a guy named Tom Robertson and he's uh 
he created a game called artemis spaceship bridge uh simulator which was like star trek uh simulator before star trek simulator came out oh yeah so um you know you'd have like you know the crew and somebody's an engineer and somebody's a pilot and you have the captain who's like telling them where to go or whatever but he uh likes to do game jams a lot and he came in and did a talk during one of ours it was like right beforehand he was trying to help sell it and he's like you know game jams are great because in 48 hours you understand the process of what it takes to actually make a game you understand how to work with a team and he's like and most importantly you understand how you work when you're grumpy and that's super important because you are not going to get a lot of sleep we had one guy who just didn't sleep the whole 48 hours a couple years ago uh to make the game and all that kind of crazy stuff so yeah it's a it's a really cool experience and it's a great kind of um first step for a lot of people of like really understanding a lot of people have this idea of like yeah i'm gonna make a game and all that but uh when you get 48 hours to make a game you actually start to understand some really basic and core concepts of game development like scope control and making sure that you know you do what you can in that amount of time and that you're not pushing yourself too hard and um you know really figuring out what it is to make a game and what that feels but you do it in a weekend and then you're tired for the rest of the week but you have it under your belt for the rest of your life which is cool yeah, that's that's awesome yeah it, it, it's a great weekend experience and global game jams it's a not-for-profit it's a 501c3 um and so they're just trying to you know think about from our perspective like oh you spend a weekend making a game or whatever it's cool but like in different pockets of the world like this is a place where these people get to come together who ordinarily don't interact with each other at all so like i guess, i think cairo egypt actually has the largest on-site mm-hmm. wow. and it's like it's like a couple thousand people or something but there's like little pockets of of folks all over the world that you know could be in brazil or wherever um and it gives them a chance to sort of work together and 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 sort of be part of a global community that's awesome. And okay. actually, oh. Oh, sorry, I was uh, like uh, the uh, executive director of Global Game Jam uh, 7 actually just got named a Forbes 30 under 30 for oh, gaming. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, just some a really cool thing of people starting to realize like, hey, this actually has, you know, bigger effects yeah. than just a bunch of people <laughs> making games. Well, and yeah. it can, you know, it kind of feeds into that, you know, that little thing about even you, Cody, of standing up and talking to Chris and getting involved. It's like getting thrown into the fire in events like this and showing up. That's that's how you learn. That's how you get involved. It's people always ask how to, how to do yeah. it it's it's those kind of things just get learn live it, like, it, yeah, it, it sounds so stupid and it's one of those like motivational poachers but like you know like the world's changed by those who are there yeah exactly. you know, just yep. show up <laughs> it's that yeah. you don't know sometimes you don't it's have that to, simple i had a um there was a girl or a woman in my class who uh she's super anxious and she's you know she's like I'm, I'm a little on the spectrum i was like i can't i can't go to uh like a community event or i can't go to like gdex or i'll just tell you what come to cog it's this saturday just come sit in the back you don't have to say anything you don't have to talk to anybody but just come and give it a shot and and she came and like after that she came to like almost everyone after that she volunteered at gdex um it was just an opportunity for her to like really break out of her own shell you know mm-hmm. just just show up you never know what will happen yeah Wor- worst comes to worst you get some free pizza yeah <laughs> seriously it's not the worst <laughs> alternative um so i mean we have like i said we have gdex we have multivarious we have a lot of these things you guys are doing and what what have been some of the biggest roadblocks in creating this this next big epicenter of gaming and things what have what are the things that you really are trying to get past to really take that next step yeah so the biggest roadblock hand down hands down is it's just our culture in Columbus and Ohio, like the, the, the understanding of what games is the viewpoint of them, um, seen as like a silly waste of time. Don't, don't understand the tech. The, the, the fact that the tech backend of games has like moved all of this stuff forward. Like, 
um, we would not have real-time simulations, real-time technology. A lot of the AI stuff that we have certainly wouldn't have virtual reality and augmented reality the way we have it without games. Um, but, you know, I, I talked to a lot of VCs and stuff, and, and we've got we've got plenty of money going around to different things here in Columbus and Ohio. Yeah. It just doesn't come into this sector. Uh, and we're not the only sector that suffers from this in, in Ohio, but I, I think we are the largest sector from a financial standpoint that suffers from this. So what we're trying to do, and I just had a conversation uh, this week, a couple of them about establishing a, a fund specifically to support gaming, esports, and creative technology so that we can get money into these systems to help these startups. Because it, it's just unreasonable to ask somebody like, you know, hey, you really love games, Adam. I'm like, you want to come and make games with no money and like, you know, you're probably not going to have a job and, you know, I'm sure your wife will be cool with that, you know? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Let's <laughs> do it. Like it's just, yeah, you know, sure, you're, yeah. you're not going to build an industry if yeah. everybody has to like quit their job and focus Sacrifice on this thing full time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just not going to work, but there's nothing like what's going on in Columbus happening in the Midwest anywhere. Like there's nothing like GDEX. Our community group is really big. We have an incubator called the sandbox, the sandbox space. Uh, as a partnership with the uh, Idea Foundry, where I think we're at like 13 members right now. The largest one, uh, uh, for, specifically for gaming, in is in Chicago, and they're at like 18. Like we're not that far away. Yeah, you know, um, and sure. they, and we've been around for two years. They've been around for like eight. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of friends in like the Chicago area and the Indianapolis area, and in some of these other big kind of you know cities in the Midwest. And they come and see some of the events that we're doing, and they're just like that we are so far behind. Like there are so many things that you guys are doing that just, you know, uh, we have one guy who's a lawyer from Chicago who comes in and he um, kind of has been coming for what, like five years now? He's been a part of it. Yeah, I think he's time. been here for every year except for the first year. Yeah, but um, even then he's like, I remember uh, Chris, you came back from like GDC and you were talking with him or something like that. And he's just like, yeah, like where we're at right now and what we're trying to do with our community in Chicago were things that you guys were doing like when I first met you. <laughs> um, so it's one of those just really cool things that because you know, Chris and our team have been really pushing to, you know, make a thing here and really push together and work on collaboration. And, you know, we have amazing uh, relationships with uh, all of the other cities in Ohio. So like Youngstown and Cleveland and Cincinnati all have great game dev communities as well that we all partner with together uh, and really try to push the community forward as one group instead of, you know, Columbus is the key. And blah, blah, blah. yeah, so. Yeah. And I mean, well, this year, for example, uh, the Thursday before GDEX, we did the first ever like strategic leaders dinner and we brought in people from across the state and, and outside the state to just get together and, and chat and get to know each other. And then let's think of like some really strong initiatives that we can do to keep moving the ball forward on that. Um, I'm behind on getting that survey out, but I, <laughs> I will get that survey out. But I I, I've, I've never seen, I mean, I've never heard of definitely not in Ohio and I haven't heard of this kind of thing in the game space in any of our surrounding states. And I mean, these are all decision making. These are like the heads of educational programs at OU and Miami and OSU and Shawnee State and Kent State was there. Um, like these are people that can move the needle. We had uh, Councilman Stinziano who was on Columbus City Council came, Mike Brown's chief of staff for City Council, um, Bob Wiggins who's with Rev1 Ventures, the big VC funding firm here. Yep. So like we had a lot of people in that room that can make positive decisions and make things happen, yeah.
Yeah, it's so awesome. It's really impressive because you know there's there's a term that people have thrown around a lot is like brain drain, where a lot of people graduate from college or Ohio State and they instantly they're like, you know what, I want to be a game developer, I want tech, so I'm going to move to San Francisco. I'm yeah. going to go over there. We suffer that big time. Yeah, exactly. And it's a it's a big problem. Oh, it, so, Cody? Well, no, no, no. And just to add on to that, the cool thing about it is that we've actually met a lot of people who have been affected by the brain drain, yeah. but have come back to Columbus, right. have literally like threatened to quit their jobs uh, yeah. and come back. So you know we have um. Uh, one of the guys, he lives in Upper Arlington, but he's the art outsourcing director for Volition, who did like Saints Row and Ages of Mayhem and uh, Red Faction. And he, you know, went to Florida out of college and worked for uh, EA with Madden for a while and then went up to Illinois to work for Volition uh, and then was just like, you know what? I've got a kid. I've got a family. Like, I want to go home. I want to go back to Columbus. So he was like, I want to work from home. They said, no, he said, cool. I quit. And then he <laughs> moves they call him back like two weeks later and they're like, okay, fine. You can work from home. <laughs> so we, even more so than just this idea of a brain drain, we have a t- active people who actively want to stay here. Yeah, right. It's not even just like, oh yeah, you know, Columbus, whatever. Like, no, people love Columbus as soon as they see it. Of course. Um, and, and that's why it's so amazing what you guys are doing because you're making that change like you're pushing this industry forward and making it so it is a viable option for people to stay not just oh I just like Columbus it's mm-hmm. actually becoming a place that yeah. will hopefully and, and will it's, I think rival that I'm I'm really excited we're going in the holiday time it's time to be joyful and yeah, excited right exactly. and it's just like I mean we've been doing this for like eight years and it's been a slow slow oh, process yeah. um, but I mean just this month I, I mean I, yesterday I had a talk about possibly creating a, a 10 to $20 million fund for it. And, yeah. and, and we've got a lot of pieces and conversations going now where people are beginning to see, um, and esports is a big part of that. People are beginning like, wait, what, you know, league of legends tournaments, like is, is Dude, Ohio more, State's is more investing huge than, in it and building yeah. an arena doing all this stuff. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, like, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> the, the, the league of legends world championships was watched by more people within, and I'm just talking about in the U S here globally. Yeah. It, far eclipsed anything happening in the U S but just from a U.S. perspective, except for the, uh, NF, uh, the Super Bowl and the NBA finals, the league of legends world series, which most people have never even heard just of. Say that one more time. So people really get what you <laughs> yeah, just said. The league of legends world <laughs> series last year was watched by more people just in the U S than the NFL, everybody watching the NFL, um, except, sorry, except for the NFL and NBA championships. So the, yeah. the NFL and the NBA championships beat that but it was pretty close i mean, I mean but you're actually, talking about that's amazing you're talking about more than baseball yeah more than hockey you know like mm-hmm. and and that if you take that globally like and looked at the streamers coming from across the world then it's no competition oh, it's sure. it's number one by far yeah um so it's 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 starting to to really change just how people are processing you know what's happening and and um there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement and a lot of opportunities um and i want columbus to be there like Columbus and Ohio need to jump on this oh, and take sure. it so we can plant our flag. And then 10 years from now, we'll be doing this podcast and it'll be like, Hey, you know, look at this little mini Hollywood <laughs> yeah. for gaming that's popped up. Right. Yeah, that's right. And we're far cheaper than San Francisco. I'll tell you that. Seriously. Yeah. San My Francisco, God. LA. And yeah, we're far cheaper. Yeah. yeah. That's we'll a, say cost effective. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exciting. And like I said, you guys are well on your way and it's, I mean, I'm happy to be as even a small part of it and doing some good stuff. And it's, yeah, man, it's just, it's we really exciting it. to see to see what, what this future is going to hold. Yeah, I and I mean, that's the whole purpose of Grow Like a Pro too, is in Columbus, we want to bring together and unite all the people that want to, you know, uh, that are basically trying to change our culture in some aspect. And I, I do see, and I know Adam and I have talked about it, like the explosion 
of game. Like we haven't even reached its potential. So it's like, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, not even close. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, just to toot our own horn a little bit, do uh, it. Baby. We in December fourth, we were going to be at awards a reception for um, the BizSpark. We won the Outstanding Technology Team oh, Award oh, this yeah, year. Good yeah. stuff, man. So we're excited about that. That's and then awesome. uh, I looked at last year's winner for that. Do either of you two know who's last year's winner, 2017's winner of that award was? I can't say I do. It was Cover My Meds, oh, which is our oh, billion-dollar yeah. unicorn here yeah, in Columbus. Really, really. So I was like, we're in, we're in good company, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's like, amazing, man. Congrats. Um, and and we've, we've, been, we've been fortunate enough to be honored with quite a few recognitions where people are seeing that we're doing positive things. And, like, yeah, that makes us feel good and, and of course. whatever. But it's just nice to be recognized because then that recognition – validates that we're doing yeah. something builds upon it. Um, but even in a smaller sense, you know, you go back to GDEX, I, I tell stories like uh, one of the stories that for the, for the first year is uh, we, I was getting this email from this guy. I didn't know this guy who anything about him. He's just like, Hey, I, I've been working on a game on my own. I, I'd like to showcase something. I'm like, well, we're, we're all full. I don't really have a place for you. He's like, well, it's okay if I, if I show up and I was like, look, if you show up, and you know, you bring your computer, and I can find a place for you. Then I'll do my best. But like, I can't guarantee anything. And in my mind, I was like, you know, he's gonna show up with like his laptop or something. It probably won't even show up at all. Well, I'm running around like a crazy person, and my fiance kind of like stops me, and she's like, "Hey, there's this kid who wants to talk to you." And I'm like, "Okay, uh, what's his name?" And I remember his name. Uh, his name is Devin. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll go talk to that guy." And I go over there, and he's like a high schooler. Like I didn't realize that he was like super young, right? He packed up his desktop, his keyboard, his mouse, and his monitor into his backpack and took the bus oh my God. from the south side during a blizzard to come to the first, what was OGD, now GDEX, just on the off chance he'd be able to show something, right? Jeez. And I went and I talked to him. I was like, I don't care where it is. Find this kid a place to be. And she's like, well, actually, one of our exhibitors couldn't make it. So I'm like, give him the table. <laughs> um, and and we've had like the following year, we had one of our volunteers come up to us. And he's like, I just want to thank you. Like, this is the first time in my life that I haven't felt awkward or out of place. You know, like, so we, we have all these like small stories, but then we also have these larger things that are happening. Um, and I, I think that's really exciting for us. Yeah, that's, I want to. I want to steal the mic for a second and say my favorite GDEX story. Sure. Uh, that doesn't involve me because there's plenty of crazy ones like that. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite stories that we've gotten from GDEX was actually um, a guy named Zach. Uh, he's from Cleveland and he was developing this game. Uh, and a couple years ago, we did this thing called the Rapid Pitch Competition, where we partnered with Unity, which is a big like game engine. It's what like Pokemon Go, Hearthstone, and Cuphead were all made in. Um, and they give us a professional license. They would give us one of those to give away to somebody. And they're like, we don't care how you do it, do whatever. So we would do pitch competitions. And whoever had the best, best pitch and best game idea, uh, we had a panel of judges who would sit down and kind of look at it would um win this you know professional license that was like worth like what sixteen hundred dollars or something like that yeah it's a fifteen hundred dollar um and so this guy zach comes in he's like hey i have this you know kind of game idea and uh it was these like little building block guys and they're jumping around and they have these bows and arrows and they're shooting each other and we're like yeah, this is pretty fun and then uh there were these like pickups that you could get that were like bombs and you can like throw the bombs at each other and we were sitting here playing it and we were like, okay, well, by far and away, that was the best game. But as we were sitting here and thinking about it, we were like, but by far the thing that made it so good were like these bombs. So we uh, talked to him about it and we gave him the prize and we were like, you know, this is, you know, this is really cool, but like focus on these mechanics and, you know, do this. So fast forward a year from now and Zach comes back to uh, be an exhibitor and part of this like Cleveland mega booth uh, that they were doing. 
and he has brought this game that he's evolved and worked on for the past year with his uh you know unity license called bomb fest now and it was that game but he just made the entire mechanic bombs and so now everything is bombs you're constantly throwing bombs at each other and that year he won like best in show in like the cleveland booth did like their own little award ceremony he, he won, like clean sweep swept the award yeah like, he yeah. won every award it was amazing and then uh fast forward another year he's about to release it um he won even more awards at gdex this year um and last year as well and he actually just got his game covered by like some pretty high profile youtubers uh jesse cox and the beard bros like That's went awesome. and played the game so and it's one of those things where we've talked to him in the past and he's like look like I've got to thank you guys because if it wasn't for GDEX, if it wasn't for this, like I would have never been able to pitch this idea. I would have never been able to evolve it into the game it was, and I would have never gotten that Unity Pro license to actually make it and actually make it a successful thing. And so it was one of those really cool like use cases for us where it's like we have this really amazing, talented developer who, because of what we've created, had a spotlight that he could grow upon, and now you know he's looking to be a relatively successful game uh, that's going to be launching in January of next year. So it's just a really cool kind of story of just like, yeah, this is the change. Like more so than just like, yeah, we grew an expo and now we're talking to the city, and you know we are able to be on this podcast because of the things that we've done. But it's really helped to rise up the developer communities yeah. and more people than just ourselves, which yeah. is what we love about it. That's what you do. The more people you help, you know, rising tides raise all ships, as they say. It's like Mm -hmm. that's it's all about helping others and helping the community and growing together because that's how you make a difference that's right mm -hmm. well, we, we, i mean we learned early on that like w when i was you know talking to people I was like we're not going to get vc money we're not going to get funding like it, it took us four years to get a bank loan yeah you know so it became obvious that like if we were going to be successful we all had to work together right. on this yeah. thing yeah well that's uh it's an amazing story, and you know, I, I wish we could talk about this for a million more hours, but we are coming <laughs> close we're, to the we're, end of the we're show. We're happy to come back anytime. I know, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back on. But we do one thing we always just love to ask guests, just as the last question is: besides you know doing what you love, what do you guys else do during your free time? Anything else fun <laughs> that that you guys love to love to do? Travel, sports, just play games, hang out with Baby, the most amazing puppy. I do love my dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I always. Um, I do I do a lot. So right now I'm doing a lot of freelance work, so I don't get a lot of time that's not working. Uh, I definitely do still play games. So I'm going to date the podcast a little bit. Pokemon Let's Go just came out. So good. I'm playing it so much. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's um, a remake of the original Pokemon, yeah, more or less. Pokemon. Mixed in with Pokemon Go, and it's so good. Yep, it's so good. So um, I still get a little bit of time to play some games uh, every once in a while. Uh, I still play guitar, and I actually brought my bass into the office the other day. So get a chance to play that. And then... Uh, I always write my bio and it's always, you know, whenever I do speaking talks and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, do a quick thing about yourself. So it's always uh, in his free time, he likes to play video games, uh, play with and play his guitar, uh, like, you know, hang out with his cat and his fiance and uh, be still be very upset that t uh, Back to the Future Part 2's 2015 never happened because <laughs> I really want a hoverboard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not too big of an ask, man. That it's should, not. It should happen already. <laughs> How about you, Christopher? Uh, yeah, so I work a lot, um, but I actually really like what I'm doing. And, and um, I, I think that we sort of as a team, we're, we're getting over some of these humps. I mean, you know, being around for seven, eight years. So that's exciting to like see this thing. So that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of like my baby. But um, I'm trying to play some games. I, I've actually, I've taken a moratorium on games until after Christmas to focus on some stuff. But I did just start a website. Um, where I'm blogging about um, industry things going on around technology and gaming and stuff. Awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that. I started an Instagram account since I am a photographer. Hey. Uh, I was like, I need to, I just need a mechanism to, to put stuff out there. Cause I would like, 
I'd get it on my laptop and I'd spend time fiddling around with it and working on it. And then I'd never get it out. Right. And I'm like, now I'm just going to got to do it. I'm going to take some shots, quick cleanup, get it out there. Um, I also, I'm going to try to do a, a gallery show next year with some of my art. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I'm just trying to stay busy and, and keep working on stuff. I feel like I'm entering into like a creative period, um, to just keep making things. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Well, no, I mean, Jason and I, we're so thankful. And I do guys. love my dog. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Baby is the best. She, she actually has an Instagram too. It's, <laughs> oh so God. mine's at Volpe Creates and hers is at uh, Dog Called Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just surpassed the number of followers that she had. Nice. So. That's funny. <laughs> That's an impressive accomplishment, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I've got a cat uh, named Linux. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we're, uh, once again, we're, we're just very happy that you guys took the time to share your story and mm-hmm. be, you know, involved in this and help spread your message because it's an important one and you guys are doing some really incredible work in our community and beyond well, that thanks. I think. And thanks for everything you've helped out with. I yeah. Mean, I mean, you've been with us since day one with, with DDAX and yeah. stuff. So. It was actually funny for like you know, listeners. I don't even think I told you this story, but mm. when, when we met, we, I, I started, you know, Extra Life Columbus. It was like a, a local movement of a bigger national charity thing. And we were hosting a gaming event at Ohio State the same day that GDEX was going on. So we were like right across the hallway from each other. And we're like, <laughs> what is going on? This is crazy. And we just met. And as they say, the rest is history and been mm-hmm. able to be involved and put, get put a charity spin on GDEX and help, you know, do stuff. And it's been, it's been awesome to help see wow. it grow and, and do it. And, it's 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 just funny how life works out sometimes. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> we would have never met that other yeah. way, but there you I'm go. I'm excited. This is lucky number seven it's, for GDX. So yeah. Let's see what we can good. do. I have That's I awesome. have to admit, I was there for the beginning and kind of missed out on some of the planning of that, but I didn't know that that wasn't planned. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just assumed that was the thing. I, know, I remember everybody was just like, Yeah, we're gonna play Gold Knight, it's gonna be great. I know, it's so funny. It's just it's like I said, it's well, it's just that message I think that Chris said is just so true is just show up. Just yeah. go because you never know what's going to happen. That's how opportunities happen, and that's how these doors are open that you have to walk through. It's it's not going to happen if you're just sitting on your couch thinking of, I wish I should have done this or maybe I could do this. Just do it. Yeah. Get out and, and this is coming from a guy that's like, I am an introvert. Yeah. Like, I'm out there. I'm networking. I'm chatting. I've, I'm, I've given two TEDx talks. Like, yeah. Yeah. But if there was a gun in my head, I was like, I'd much rather just sit on my couch yeah, with I'm the my same dog. way. I know. It's like, but I, you, that's you not. Do it. Yeah, the world doesn't change by you hanging out. Watching, you know, as, TV as on the great on as the that couch. sounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the holiday week, you know, time period. So maybe do take a little self care. Yeah, and, and just you. chill. It's for important. A bit, but it's important. Right. But um, we do always want to say, how how can people get in touch with you, or how can they if they want to help further this movement, or get involved in game development, or just just sure follow you or whatever. What what's the best way to? So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend following us on social media. So uh, at Multivarious and then at the GDEX um, are our two handles for uh, Multivarious our company and GDEX our expo. Uh, we also mentioned the Cog. If you want to be involved, the Cog, C O G G dot com. Uh, and then uh, Cody and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm Chris at Multivarious and he's Cody at Multivarious. So you can hit us up anytime. Um, but yeah, just follow us on social media. Keep up to date with, with, with what's going on um, on our, our websites and stuff. I haven't gotten a chance to do this since WMVG, but you can uh, follow Chris at, uh, no, wait, hold on. Volpe Creates. You changed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can follow me at Cody was here, was being W-U-Z. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And um, have, have you guys announced dates for GDEX yet of, for 2019? Yeah. So uh, it's the 11th through the 13th of October. Right. Yes. So we, we had to push it back a couple of weeks. It's normally that last weekend of September, but there's some citywide event going on. So we had to push it back. Um, but that's okay. It's a... October is beautiful, I and and it it's a it's a bye week for OSU, so hey, cool. perfect. No sports excuses. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> it right. takes place at the convention center downtown yep. Columbus, so yep. it's 
yeah, don't miss it. It's it's it. Every year it gets bigger and bigger and better. Get your, and better. Get your early bird tickets now. Yeah, I guess we should mention that since <laughs> this is probably mid December here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Early bird tickets end uh, at the end of the year, um, and you can get a big discount uh, on them for next year. And is it just thegdex.com? Thegdex.com. Yep. Got it. Yeah, Jason. Any final questions or thoughts or no? Guys, I mean, have this any is final? incredible. Yeah. I'm excited to continue to have conversations with you guys. This is going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Of course. We really appreciate it. And we'll definitely have you guys back on very, sh- very soon. And mm-hmm. until then, we just wish everyone an incredible day and or night. And we will yeah. see you next time. All of you have a and, wonderful holiday. And that's how you grow like a pro. <laughs> grow <laughs> like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what's coming. The theme song's coming. Stay yeah. tuned. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. And we are back once again. Just Jason and Adam. Just like boom, boom. mic drop. Talking to the voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to leave awesome. this place. All we do is just sit here and record intros and outros. I man. know it's horrible. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, yeah, that was yeah. A, another great conversation with Chris and Cody. And that's right. I know they mentioned it's it's getting near the end of the year now. So be sure mm-hmm. to get on those GDEX tickets if you can make it. I mean. This show is something truly special, especially if you or your you know, sons or daughters or people you know are into gaming or mm-hmm. the development world. You should really come check out GDEX. It's it's kind of taking over Columbus. It's like a whole weekend event, yeah. which well, is really cool. A, I mean, that's a national event. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's like one of they the don't best really have, in the country. Yeah, they don't really have them in the Midwest. A lot of them are more on the West Coast yeah. and certain things. But what we've done with GDEX is really make it into something that is truly special in this area of the country. That's awesome. And that's beyond. So cool. I mean, it's it's great. And Genesis will most likely be there as well yeah. as, as myself and Jason doing mm-hmm. all kinds of fun stuff. So. There's a we'll lot be of cool doing things. live, maybe even a live grow hey, like a pro recording. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Good old teasers. Well, now, now that I said it, we yeah, need to you set the expectations. <laughs> that's so. right. I guess see us at Genus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was that's awesome. So make sure to check those guys out and GDEX mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And we'll For definitely sure. have them back on the show because we're doing a lot of cool things together with these yep, guys. And that's right. We're gonna make some big splashes in good old Columbus. Oh yeah, big waves. Big For waves. Sure. Big waves. So <laughs> once again, we want to remind everyone: if you want to be a part of the show, be sure to to send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. You can send your questions, comments, topics. You can be a part of the show and be a part of the show that airs every Thursday at 6 a.m. And even with the holidays and everything, we're not missing one episode, my friend. No, we're not. As we mentioned earlier, we're pre-recording some of these so we can make sure to get to you live. That's well, right. pre-recorded. That's six live from New York. It's no, <laughs> well, wrong from, show. <laughs> yeah, live from Columbus. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's that's how you get involved. We really appreciate if you like, so, you know, subscribe to our show to get it right to your feed every week. Go give us a review, all that kind of wonderful stuff. And let's let's build this thing together and make something awesome. For and sure. I'm done with my spiel. So time for our sponsor. Yeah, for sure. So Genesis Marketing Group is our primary sponsor. They're incredible. You know, they're a one-stop shop for your business needs wherever you want to go. Uh, Genesis can kind of come alongside you and help you get from where you are to where you want to go, whether that's building a new website, doing social media, you know, helping uh, with your reputation management, doing e-commerce store. We kind of like to say we're the one-stop shop for your business success. We want to be your business um, success partner. You know, have that win-win-win kind of relationship where we're all um, all serving each other and to um, basically help the uh, community become a better place. Yeah, and we're actually recording in the Genesis studio right That's now. Right. So we thank them for that because yeah, it's a pretty sure. cool place. So it's only going to get better. We were just talking about some improvements that oh, yeah. will be coming in the new year. <laughs> so look forward to that and maybe look forward to seeing our faces. 
yeah oh, for sure video <laughs> oh god i probably should shave my beard's down to my feet what do i do well adam we need to do our blooper reel so oh yeah in our 20, 2018 in a review or something <laughs> definitely but it's, it's interesting because this actually will be our last show of the year that's right our first year in the I books know. man that's crazy it's exciting stuff <laughs> i'm very proud of what we've done and what, what's going to happen and i think 2019 is going to be a really really awesome year oh yeah for sure so i agree more yeah i mean and once again feel free to say something after but i just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us for this journey and i just wish you and your family your loved ones the happiest and healthiest of new years and no matter if 2018 was a successful year a bad year down year up year i hope 2019 is even that much better i hope it's gives you everything that you hope for and we're jason and i are here to make that happen as in any way we can so that's right never hesitate to reach out or or once again that's that's really what we're all about we want to mm-hmm. be there and help everyone in the community so yeah you can even uh let adam and i know you know what are your uh what are some of your 2019 goals yeah send us an email at hello at grow like a pro show.com you didn't wave let's try that hello. again <laughs> there, there you it go <laughs> <laughs> see is it you feel much happier oh yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah seriously um you know send us what you guys what 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 are some of the goals you want to do or even you know tag us in social media or tag us on uh, at genesis marketing group we'd love to know where you guys want to go because uh, ultimately if we all can win in the end that's the best uh, best case scenario can set it better myself man well jason happy new year Happy New Year, Adam. And I can't wait to see you next year, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and all you listeners out there, thanks for listening in. And we hope you have a great day and or night and a great New Year. And we will see you next year. 